before we start helping outside of our circle, we need to start helping inside of circle. And we need to start helping ourselves first. We need to look at where we are being unjust to ourselves because the more than ourselves in, in the positive way, we can actually strengthen people around us. Try this bad boy exercise. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no-judgment zone, a certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. It's just going there. There we go. Firstly, tell me where you are right now. Okay, so I'm actually in Durban, South Africa. And it's it's 1 a.m. in the morning over here. Crazy. I just wanted to be on your show and I heard so much about you. So we're really looking forward to our time together. Oh, thank you so much, Jay Sherry. And and like so much, uh, like just to be here and I'm excited to have a conversation. That's all this is about on the decision table is having just everyday conversations and figuring out how we can be more effective in what we're doing and the decisions we're making at the table. And I'm really interested, to be honest, in what you're doing and seeing on the front line of humanity. I think that it's, you know, you're on the ground, you're doing amazing things. What are you seeing at the moment? You know, so for me, thank you so much for that. For me, you know, being on the ground is where, you know, it's it's the right place for me to be. Because yeah. it actually puts you right behind the smoke screen, right behind that facade. Mm-hmm. Because people are putting on masks because of COVID. But, you know, way before COVID, the other mask that was on, the mask to protect people, you know. And I think a lot of people forget that people are walking about. People are eating with you. People are working with you. People are loving you. And people are struggling every day. And, you know, that that brings me a lot of pain and a lot of discomfort. And it's not because I have the perfect life or I'm not struggling. It's just because some people have the ability to, you know, uh, to try. And when they're being squashed, when they're being held down, or when they're being disempowered, you know, it's a very difficult place to be in. And, you know, uh, we were brought, brought up by my parents to be part of a global family. You know, so for us, it wasn't about financial status or it wasn't about uh, the color of your skin. You know, I grew up in an apartheid mm. South Africa. So historically, I should have issues with these things, but I don't. I don't for the simple reason is that we have to see beyond the past. You know, yeah. we have to come to a stage of acceptance and we have to say from today, from right here, from where we are right now, what actions can we do that can make the world a better place, you know? And for me, inspiring youth, you know, young women and men that want to go out and have children and start families, you know, this is the core of where we are today from 100 years ago, from 50 years ago, you know? So when we look at where we are now and we see young people going out there ready to start families or ready to have children and they're not sure what they're doing, you know, they're going to be sitting in a spot we're sitting at 50 years, 100 years from now, and hopefully not with the problems we're having. Mm. Oh, my goodness. There's so many things we can pull apart in that. But you briefly just skidded past the apartheid kind of side of it and go, you know, but I choose not to live in the past. Not everyone is able to do that. And I think that this is an interesting point because in it's- society – it's really easy to get stuck in in what is history. Yeah. So, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. And, you know, I didn't really want to skip over it. I was just giving you an overview. But mm. um, I'm, it's me, Jay Shri. It's a unique situation to be in in South Africa because not only being part of apartheid, it was also part of a minority that was brought from another country, which was India, to a foreign country by the British, you know. So in that, there was a whole lot of other issues that was not just about apartheid, you know. We we were a group of people that that were not also treated well in this country, but we adapted, you know. 
So, and, and then on top of that, add being a woman to that, you know, oh, it's, yeah. it's not the best. And that is the reason why I think you heard about the song that I that I wrote and I produced for our mm, nonprofit organization. Amazing. Yeah. So it's called Join Hands Around the World. And, you know, for me, it was something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. I wanted to get involved in a project that didn't entail one-to-one or groups of 100. I mean, the largest group I spoke to was 6,000 people. But, you know, mm. for me... I wanted to do something that could reach further. And, you know, a friend of mine from the USA, Wynne Coleman, when we spoke a few years ago, we decided let's open a nonprofit organization together. He's a lyricist and a music publisher, and uh, I'm a Jill of all trades, <laughs> okay? So uh, I said, okay, <laughs> let, let's take uh, my, my speaking ability and your music ability, let's put it together and let's try to create powerful music videos with campaign songs that can get the message out there because today people love to listen to music. I love it. You know, I'm yeah. sure you do. I do. But I love it. listen to music with something that could make a change. Oh, I absolutely love it myself. Mm. And so I, I wrote a song the first time I'd written a song. And that's the song we released on Women's Day in a very unusual way as well. It was a virtual event on Clubhouse and on podcasts, you know, and mm. it was really well received by women around the world. And, you know, it, it made us feel good because when you have a feeling or a belief about something and then you have this belief and you have no experience, you know, and then you think to yourself, like, I have this passion, I have this belief, and you hear people telling you, you know, you get a professional involved, you don't know what you're doing, there's a cost factor. But one of the things I realized, and I think this is what's moved humanity forward in so many ways, is that people have a passion and a belief about something, okay? Mm. And when you put all of these things together, it can manifest in something that, that can make a big difference to to others, you know? So for us, um, you know, putting the music video together, it was an extension of amplifying a message. So that it would reach people and hopefully change mindsets, start conversations like the one you and I are having right now, you know. Mm. So powerful, so powerful. But you know what? And, and I've had a lot of conversations here on the table where, you know, many leaders had struggles of where they fit into leadership, where they fit into maybe their tribe within their culture within the society and in maybe the systems or the processes that they're a part of. And they've really found it quite difficult. How did you find what your identity is in amongst all that you were contending with? Well, you know, I like that question and uh, thank you for asking that. And uh, mm. the first thing that came to my mind when you were asking me that question was my father, you know, and the values that we were brought up to and my grandparents, my mom, this is the best way that I can tell you. And that's the reason why so family unit and family bonds is more than just getting married and having a partner. It's about creating a community, you know, that keeps on creating. And we grew up in a home in apartheid where, uh, you know, my parents were not in arranged marriage. They fell in love with each other. So we were really fortunate that we actually had an upbringing where we were taught to be our authentic self, you know. For us, my father wanted us to believe in everything that we wanted to believe in, even if it sounded crazy. <laughs> and I remember, wow. too, um, I wanted to be a lot of things. <laughs> One of the things I wanted to be was an, a, a lawyer because, you know, everybody liked dogs and no one liked cats. I don't love cats to me, but... Uh, for that and, and you know so I was very young age I wanted to that was, that's what, what I was about and I actually got to study law at university because I'm very passionate about these things but then when my father passed away a year before my law exams was over my mom didn't feel it was necessary at that time for women to be educated in our mm. community for a certain age it was easy to just marry you up to someone from a and my father never brought us up like that, you know. And wow. uh, my journey started business in a very strange, unusual way where 
instead of getting married, I chose to go off in and be a business and do things. And in the middle of doing that, you know, I also can't learn from my parents, which is community work. It's it's just a part of who we are. Like caring is a natural part of who we are. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with question. I hope it no, no, I love that. I do, and I totally agree that you know it's this whole thing of caring that brings the humanity side back to the table. It means that we don't see others just as numbers. Yeah. We don't see others as problems. I remember having a conversation on the decision table Absolutely. in January with with a woman who was is working in with rehab rehabilitation side of it her name's Mary and you know one of the interesting things that she said was and I think that is so important is to see the human first and then see the problem as something that they are dealing with it doesn't define them it doesn't you know this doesn't this doesn't mean that because you've got this problem or you're having to deal with this or this is a need of yours that you are no more human at the table. And I think that this is an interesting concept. And even what you were saying of, you know, how do we, how do we now go, how can we be more caring rather than just ignore? An example being, I remember being in Hong Kong and I was 17 at the, at that time. And I was actually working in the woman's house where the brothers were in another house and the woman were coming off really full-on drugs. It was chasing the dragon. It was full-on. It was impacting not just their lives, but the children that they were having. And so there was a house in which they would come off actually through cold turkey. It was pretty full-on, meaning, you know, no help of anything else other than they had a faith and they had the support of other people. But I remember thinking at that time how much all they needed was to see that someone would care, someone would believe in them, and someone would believe oh. that just because of where they had been didn't define them as a human going forward. What do you see? What are your thoughts uh, so, when you, you hear know, something like it. that? I love it. I absolutely resonate with that. You know, uh, my business partner, who's, um, you know, he's <laughs> just using is, is a probably characterized as a white male. And I'm so glad that he sees that as well, because it helps us to move past a lot of blocks that society has, you know, for people. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you this, that me, that is the essence of my day to day of being. You know, when I wake up and I have my list of times, I have a list of problems and sometimes have a list of victories it just depends on the day but one thing that never changes is the ability to have hope for somebody else no matter where they are where they're from what's happening with them i believe so much in the human potential you know and uh, one of the lines in the song that i wrote is uh, you know being female ain't a weakness and i think that in itself is a really powerful statement because You know, we've been brought up to believe that it is, you know, and a lot of people are living there. And if a man is a bit sensitive or a bit feminine, you know, he he thinks he's weak. You know, if a a woman, sometimes if she's not brought up to think that she's good as she is, believes that she's the weaker person. So, Mm. you know, I'm so on that page you. And for us, it's basically the core of what we do. We help them with uh, creating a vision themselves. And uh, sometimes they sit there and they don't know what to say. And then we've got to find out, you know, what do you like or the kind of things. And then from there, the story develops because I cannot go to a school and tell some child what you should be five, <laughs> 10, 20 years from now, you know, because you're taking away the human potential of that person. So, you know, we're real true believers of being able to help you harness what's inside of you even if you don't think much of it at that moment if you work at it and you're good at it and you enjoy what you're doing you're passionate and you're real and i think the world needs these kind of people people that are not stereotypical but people that are unique to their own personality because i believe we all have something unique to offer humanity and our world 
Yeah, I so agree with that. What do you think holds us back from from having a society that actually does this? You know, that's a really complicated question, and I've got a million answers for that. Good. Um, Bring them on. <laughs> only on my experiences in my own life. So, you know, I've noticed that uh, lots of times uh, for women, it's disempowerment. You know, many times women are disempowered by the, uh, by the women in their lives, like mothers and mother-in-laws, you know, husbands, partners, fathers, the whole family thing. At school, you can also be disempowered, you know, also when you're going to work. So sometimes people hold themselves back. They may not be good enough based on what society expects them to be. Then there are other situations where people have been through traumatic situations, really traumatic situations that they basically freezes up their personality and they're just robotic, they're just existing, you know. And sometimes, oh, you know, we're brought up in kind of a world that's, that's all concrete, you know. It doesn't allow you to be the rainbow and the corn and something really different. And I think nowadays generations seem to be changing and, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer as well of being men and being women, but not looking at genders. You know, I just believe that. And part of the song is about getting men and women to work together. And that's why we say constandwits, you know, meaning we don't, it's not a woman's problem. Oh, this is not a gender issue. You know, people say it's a gender-based violence. It's a gender issue. It's not. It's a humanity issue. This is the problem that you... Oh, my gosh, girl, you're... Sorry, I've got to interrupt. You're a woman after my own heart. I had to interrupt that one because that's exactly (laughs) that point that you just said there. It is not a male issue. It's not a female issue. It's a human issue. And that's, to me, exactly what humanity as stakeholders is. When we go back to going... It's less about the racial issue. Yeah. It's less about the gender issue. It's less about all the inequality and it's about humanity. What are we, you know, going to add value to, take away from? Because that's what every decision does when you make one at a table. What a great point. Like, and seriously, this is what I'm always saying. When I'm talking about humanity as stakeholders, I think it's really something that we've got to be clear on is that this is less about we've got to bring those issues to the table, but we've got to, I believe, and this is me, I'm not putting this on you, I just extremely believe this, that number one, we have to bring humanity as the first lens in which we bring to the table. In other words, when we bring humanity to the table, we're saying, hey, as a human, what is it that is that is going to benefit humanity going forward what is going to benefit humans and then we go into some of you know actually finding out whether or not these uh, issues that we are seeing that we all relate to I think that there's this real need for us to always go back to going we have to see humans first and then we see the issues the problems and bring the solutions We cannot do it the other way around and go, I've got the solution. Well, we don't actually know if that's what humans are needing right now or if, you know, and if we don't have the right humans at the table, then we absolutely have no idea what we need. So there's just so many layers to that and and that's what I was just carrying on about and loving your point that you made about the males and females. Oh, thank you. I just want to add, you know, if you – if your viewers out there, just take a deeper look when you're around little children of different color, you'll mm. see amazing, amazing experience. You know, I've seen it so many times, you know, and I've watched a video um, interview where they were asking children, what is different about this person? And he said, you know, their eyes, or they like ice cream, and I like this. They never once said, and you see children, especially in South Africa, where we had the racial uh, inequalities, you know, mm. you, you see little children. And, and this is the part that's lost, but it's with some people. And that's the reason why earlier on I knew you about the way when you ask, why is, where did that happen from? And a lot of time it's from the people that you're growing up with in your home, at school, you know, adult uh, views that have actually been, you know, mis 
you know, um, in, uh, that is not in alignment anymore with, with our global mission starts slowly seeping through. And, and it's, and that is the reason, you know, mm. we, one of our campaigns that we're launching next month, Old Red, and it's especially geared towards young women that has just started their menstrual cycle, you know, mm. and, uh, and our campaign is providing a sanitary ads on a monthly basis plus education yeah, so important okay? yeah. education about how it works why it works okay what happens when you start becoming women how boys tend to get attracted to you the whole sex mm -hmm. issue and also visions and goals for the future at this mm -hmm. point at that young mindset you know future women are being created and the way they are being treated by other people you know, those experiences will shape them for the rest of their lives. And right now, you know, our project is going to be in South Africa and Tanzania. You know, we're going to be kicking it off there. And, and we're really, really excited about it um, because, you know, I remember when I was a young woman, you know, I was really fortunate to have my parents there that believed in, in you know, despite apartheid in giving us every opportunity they could. And the biggest opportunity that they gave us was not education, was actually believing in ourselves and exploring our potential. And this is why, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to be involved in the Code Red campaign because I think people need to start looking back with themselves. They explore. It's like, you know, someone says, before you travel the world, visit your own country. But before yeah. you get to know everybody else, you need to start getting to know yourself as well. Right. It's so important as an individual to know what you're willing to do yourself to be and to stand for. And I think that this is so important, even before you look in your own backyard, that you have to look within who you are, then who's in your backyard. And then I, I actually want to sure. take that up to even the next level, which is the community in which you're a part of. But then it's back into the global. I think that what has happened in the past, and I think this has happened with humanity, the word, and I also think that it's happened with global, the space. Global, the space is just all of us individuals in our own backyard. Yes. But we keep widening that gap between yes. these are global problems that are getting too big, yet We've got our own individual backyard that if all of us were doing something, knowing who we were, knowing that we'd worked on us as an individual, living in our full potential, but also realizing that we need to be a part of helping out those within our communities. Imagine if we were doing that every single one of us. That would actually change the global issues oh, yeah. that we wow. see. And I think sometimes we've got to bring it back to simplicity Absolutely. and yeah. go helping humanity, may have having humanity as stakeholders is not this big, gigantic vision that you could yeah. do sometime in the future when you get to a point that you can get there. But every single one of us can do with something I, I with what's already that. in our hands. And, you know, that is how initially the first human started. You know, when we look back at what we have to what we have right now, I mean, a simple thing like clipping your nails. I mean, when our nails get a little bit too mm. long, we, we struggle to do things with our hands or toes, you know. But, I mean, when you look back at early man, and, and that always fascinates me. You know, I'm often reading up about it or watching documentaries because it always fascinates me that where they started from to where we are now at this level of evolution, you know, that, that we need to really go back as you, you know, as you and I were both saying, and, and I think of to solve a lot of our problems, we, you know, whether it's um, somebody shooting a hole or, or people empowering uh, women or what's happening to little girls or you know a lot of issues out there even things that are happening to our planet and animals it really goes back to us re-examining who we are and making clear choices that make us feel good we're not supposed to do it because hmm. it's supposed to be right 
We're supposed to do it because it feels right, you know. And uh, and I think uh, right now, you know, where I'm at at this, this stage in my life, you know, I'm not a bitter person. You know, I'm not here saying, you know, we've been taken away from India to a strange land and then treated badly. No, I'm not coming from there at all. I'm coming from mm. a place where we are one human family. And when one person hurts, all of us hurt, you know. When, when one person yeah. wins, all of us win. And it is possible. If, like you said, person there, it works. If part of the community does it and the other part only enjoys, it has to be, you know, everyone working together. And we envision a society like that where men and women can actually work with each other because we need each other. We're not an exclusive society mm-hmm. where women are standing up and saying, okay, we don't need, we're okay on our own. No, we're a team, you know, and and that's the reason why in our song we said, you know, we're on a worldwide cleanup, you know, this is not a country mm-hmm. problem, you know, and the amazing thing about the song around the world is women and men are from all countries, you know, from all backgrounds, from all religious beliefs and all races are actually resonating to the message of the song. I've been getting People writing to us, calling us, talking to us about it. And they're speaking of the message. They're not saying, oh, you're from South Africa. We know what you went through. Or women are going through this. No, they're saying we love what you're doing and this is what we need, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that makes us feel good because it means that there are like-minded people out there that are connecting. And the more we connect, we can help people that are confused, maybe not sure what's happening you know, right now we need to reach out. We can't say if that person doesn't believe in it, it's okay. It's not okay. You know, we cannot be okay anymore knowing that every four hours a woman is dying, a child is being raped, a girl is being sex trafficked somewhere. Mm. How can we be okay with it? Here's the thing though. I feel like by us not doing anything, by us ignoring those pieces in life, we are okay with it. So how do we empower humanity to not be okay with it? You know, I love that question, and I used to think about that a lot before. And, and, and then I realized, you know, what my father taught us, just keep on caring and helping the people in your circle. Because that mm. person in your circle may be going through some of these things that you have no idea about, or they may go into it in the future. And if you empower them now, you're going to be able to help them avoid a future problem. So if I do this, you do this, and other people do this, we actually end up with a humanity that's chained and linked, but not a chain that weighs us down, but a chain of love, together, and strength. You know, I'm definitely a firm that together, and, you know, Nelson Mandela said, you know, if we go together, we can go far. We yeah. can go further. And it is true. It's a I long so believe that. Joined hands, you know, right? Mm. If you look at apartheid in South Africa, if you look at Black Lives Matter in the USA, if you look at the Jewish incident, if you look at incidents with the, you know, in Mexico, if you look at the Spanish influence, if you look at all these pockets of, look at the Crusades, if you go mm. all the way back, and if barbarians, if you just go all the way back, you will notice that every civilization. You know, it's time today as humanity stands up together and there's too much of everything in our world for all of us, you know. Now, I'm just saying oh. that if we all step up and we do the best we can do, live our best life, follow our passion, you know, and still reach out mm. to others, I think enough in our world, you know, for us together as a human family. We've seen it. You know, we see the inequalities in life and we see where there is. It's just that right now, the togetherness is missing. And one thing that coronavirus taught us last year is that people stepped up and they stood together, and we need this to continue. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that a lot of what's happening across the world has brought more division than stepping up and empowering humanity to, to work together and to become and come together as more as a collective. How do we narrow that gap? from the division to coming together to realizing that we are so we can do so much more by by joining together as a collective you know that is something i feel the answer to that question lies 
within yourself. You know, when you say, how can we do more? It's you coming to ex- your past. Whatever it is to where you are, you have to accept that. Think where business, you know, where that painful trauma, you, I got hurt, so I'm going to hurt you, or I didn't get this, so you're not going to get this, you know. I think when we go back to acceptance and forgiveness, you know, the core concepts of, of togetherness and bonding, you know, love, and if we can see beyond our pain and think to ourselves, some injustice happened to us, but we have to step above that and we have to take our lives back. You know, sometimes it's the most innocent of people that have been traumatized and it was not any of their doing, you know, but at that stage, because sometimes you yourself cannot stand up and make that step up. But somebody next to you, somebody who cares, can actually help you get through that. And this is the reason why more now than ever, more now than ever, we need to come together. But we need to come together from the heart. We need to not be superficial, you know. We need to do it because we mean what we say, because we love each other. You know, I'm not sitting here saying, I love you, you love me, so everyone's happy. No, I'm saying we need to believe in that. We need to live our truth. And yeah. I think the more we live our truth, you know, the more humanity will start healing. Yes, I agree. And so, sorry, what I'm is the really passionate about? Because- yeah, you never have to apologize on here. There is no sorry. Uh, like, and being passionate is one of the things that is the reason we're doing this because we need to be passionate. We need to give voice to this. I'm trying to think what I was going to say there now. Uh, one of the things that you've said so beautifully is we've got to accept and forgive and then we move on. And so what I want to know is what is that moving on to? What is the hope that you see when we are empowered as humanity, we do join together as a collective? What is that hope that you see for humanity going forward? You know, humanity moving forward, if we do that, is that, you know, we can have a society of people that would actually create a better planet, a better life, okay, and also a better heart. Because right now, the the people that are losing the most are the new children that are coming into this world, you know. Hmm. And that, when I think about this, uh, their world, where especially today, where, you know, look at what's happening at the border, with the kids that are that are coming over there, they don't know who their yeah. parents are. And that's not just on the USA-Mexico border. We have a similar problem here in Africa with the Zimbabwe-South African border. And I think it's yeah. happening in Europe. It's happening in a lot of places that are not being spoken about, you know. But if you look at the children that are coming into this world, you know, and that is really, if anyone out there listening to this conversation, even if you're in a state of pain, think about these young people out there. The ones that are still to be born, the ch- children that are out there, you know, what legacy are we leaving them? Oh, yeah. And this is something I often think about because we as adults, strong enough to get through today and tomorrow, you know, they come in and they don't have that kind of support and it's financially too expensive compared to 50 years ago, 30 years ago, where things were a little more affordable compared to now. It's one of the things that really hurts is when you know somebody's not getting love, somebody's not getting care, somebody's not getting a meal. And I think that as a family, as a global family, you know, when we start working together and we start using our gifts, I think there's enough in this world to actually up everyone, you know. Mm, and, I agree. And, and, and so the proper answer to the question that you've given me because it's just, I would say, it's going to be an art in motion. As mm. it happens, we're going to be creating it together. So I can't really answer that properly. But all I can say is, you know, I just hope that, that we as family can move together in that direction. No, I love that. And I think this is the hope is that, you know, there is enough for everyone. And I think, you know, to be living in such a surplus world, and, and there is surplus in this world, yet there are so many still yeah. needing. And to me, that is just heartbreaking that we can live in a society that is still 
there are humans that are need that have needs and we're not meeting those and those needs are not just in the the middle of nowhere they're in our backyards as well and i wonder if we were humans that no, no, you know yeah sorry what were you gonna say you know i was just saying you know i think i think the biggest lesson we need to learn is that before we start helping outside of our circle we need to start helping inside of circle Mm -hmm. and we need to start helping ourselves first you know we need to look at where we are being you know unjust to ourselves you know because the moment in ourselves in, in the positive way we can actually strengthen people around us you know so it's like this you know a lantern next to an, another the lit lantern is going to be dark you know you have to light your own lantern mm-hmm. as well so i definitely believe that we need to start in ourselves we need to start releasing the pain and then we need to start with the people next to us parent be your partner it could be a friend it could be a sibling it could be a child but we've got to start from there and then move outwards you know a lot of people today mm-hmm. are so quick to reaching out and giving a donation or helping a stranger. And when they're home, they're just ignoring the people that, that need them. And so I think this true. is where humanity is getting it wrong, you know. It's so true. And I so... So tell me, believe, did you believe everything that you said? Sorry, say that again. I think you were saying, did I enjoy your song? Yes, I did. Did and you enjoy I'm actually, song or did you feel... Yeah, I didn't. I, I love any, for me, I've actually got a, <laughs> it's funny because some people on, on Facebook will know, some of my friends will know that in one of my past lives, I wrote some songs and, you know, like I actually thought that I would be doing more in the, in the oh. not as a big famous rock star or anything like that. It was nothing like that. It was more, I personally, loved it was a way that I could feel I could express how I felt without having to say the whole story without and and music for me was a connection to my emotions that maybe I wasn't ready to to say in words or even know how to say in words but I could connect a song to to music in my head and and most of them weren't ones that the world would want to hear but occasionally and particularly because I studied actually music at one point and performing arts so I had to write some songs for some of the things that I did and I know there was one in particular that was so meaningful to me at the time and I actually was about to I had someone who was a, an amazing vocalist that was willing to record it with me and I never got it done. But And, in fact, I wouldn't even remember what the lyrics are. I'd have to – you've made me go, oh, I wonder what they were. But I remember it being, at the time, so powerful. And I have always loved music and I have always, you know, like even when I'm feeling maybe not at my best, I'll put on music that really speaks to me or puts me in a state that I go, it's okay. And and it brings a lot of peace to me. And I just love when we use lyrics and music together. I think that it gives such voice to some things that maybe it's not that easy for us to do in other ways. And so for me, that's what it was like, a reminder of something that was at one point, a way that meant so much to me as a human being one thing i'd love to do and i'm that's really awesome because that's yep sorry keep going we've just got such a delay but keep going i don't want to miss what you're what you the beautiful things i just love that that you shared that you know about you but i'm saying i love what you just shared Uh, you know your creative side it's beautiful and uh, you know sometime uh, i wish you could share i'd really love to find out more yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's just on that note, and this is just being human, real, and raw, because that's what we do at the decision table. For me, one of the things that I'm really finding out about myself is bringing not just the business world, the growth, and all that side of me that I love and absolutely determined to bring out to the world, and also the humanity side. In other words, the cultural impact in which we make with every decision we have. 
there's also this creative side that is another really important side of who I am and I and I've learned especially over this last little while of being kind of stuck in a country where I was so used to being across the globe all the time and involved in so many different cultures and I love it it's the DNA and it's of me and I miss that a lot but I, I realized that I love curating spaces. I love curating things. I love innovating things. And so the creative side is kind of meshing in with the business side within the humanity, culture, and impact side of it. And I'm coming up with this beautiful combination these days that, you know, I think is going to make it. Oh, we've gone even funny on that noise than before. It's going to make it a really interesting way in which we can be more for me I can be more creative in the way that I come up with new ways to innovate solutions at the table and I think that's part of me bringing my humanity more to the table and going I'm not just this analytical logical strategic advisory side of me I'm not just this creative, big visionary, play at big levels kind of side of me. I'm not just, you know, like this person who feels that she is so called to be who she's meant to be. I'm this combination of all these amazing things and that's what I add value to humanity. And I'm realizing that in bigger and better ways by bringing all these different aspects to the table. And that's why I love the fact that you were able to do this song, but then also you're so passionate about the work at the front line of humanity, but you're also going, hey, and there's some ways we can do this and do it stronger as a collective. So if people want, I do want to give you a shout out. So if people do want to know more about what you do and, and more your, about your world, where's the best place for them to find that out? So we'll put the link into the podcast as well. But yeah, what's the best way for them to connect to you and know more about you? Well, they can visit our website and they can find out more about our mission. You know, and that address is www.overthewallstogether and uh, together represent the walls that uh, we face as society and as individuals. You know, and our belief is getting over these walls together. That's our mission. I love that. You no. Know? So a song which I'd love people to look at, get involved, because, you know, for us, the song is a conversation starter. Mm. It's these solutions amongst individuals. So, you know, we are hoping that if you listen to the song in your presence with your circle, conversations will start mm. healing. And if you do listen to the song, we love your feedback. We've noticed that people are writing their comments in our comment box on the YouTube channel. And uh, there you can get the channel or you can look for uh, Jane Hands Around the World. But the best way, if you're on Instagram, you know, I'm on Instagram as Mystic Sisters Jayshree. Mm -hmm. You can uh, click on the bio link. It'll take you to On Facebook, I'm as Jayshree Malaya, which is my name. So, you know, um, there are many ways today <laughs> in our current digital world where we can all... And uh, I think uh, the bigger message... I always say it's not about the person. It's about mm -hmm. your belief system, you know. And for me, that holds a lot of value. You know, when you meet someone, you're meeting their belief system, you're meeting what they're passionate about, you're meeting their heart and their soul. And and that's a really beautiful experience. Yeah, I love that. So it's come to this time of the conversation that I, I have on every decision table, and that is, you know, we've created a, a conversation yeah. that's really brought together awareness around uh, so many things that are dear to my heart and I wish the internet wasn't as tricky as it has been today but because I think there's so much more we could have gone down layers of because I think there have been so many amazing beautiful things that you know I speak about a lot in my work but I can see is so important in in what you're doing and what you're about and who you are so Firstly, I want to thank you for coming on here, but I also want to ask you this question, and that is, what are you taking from our conversation today? You know, so I'm not sure I'm if you got that. You got that? Yes, you did. Perfect. <laughs> so there were all these people, amazing, beautiful show that you're having today. 
so inspirational. You know, I was in there very fascinating. And, you know, I love what you're doing. And I think it's it's just opening conversations, initiating lots of times we don't have the solutions, but to start conversations, you know, when I'm going, I can remember things that you said that have impacted me. It's really powerful. And I think this is what we need more in society. So sometimes we may not have reached or started the journey to that solution, you know, mm. and uh, I'm definitely taking back your energy. I love, I absolutely love your energy. You know, I love the fact that you res- we resonate with each other. And it makes me feel good that there are other people out there that actually believe in this belief mm. that we can live as a global family if we get act together. So yeah. thank you so much for inviting me to your show and, and sharing your truth with me. It was beautiful. Mm, you're so welcome. And I love that, that we are a part of a global family. And I, and I so believe that. I so believe that that is the hope for the future that as a collective, we can join together and realize, you know, something I said on the table yesterday with my, an awesome human that was on there, um, Joris. And, you know, one of the things that I said was, and, and it sort of was an aha moment in the, in the table going, what I love about this is that you're not alone where you are. I'm not alone. And the responsibility when you come together as a collective, as a global family, means that we take that load together. And and I think that that in this is hope for the future that we are not feeling like we are carrying the load all by ourselves, but as a collective we're going, hey, we don't always have all the solutions. We don't always have all the the answers right now, but together we're trying to move it forward and and I think that that's so powerful from this conversation what I'm taking from this and I I always take something from a conversation because I think it's so important that's the awareness piece is our conversation but then it's the ownership piece and I always go what am I taking from this conversation and for me what I'm taking is around the piece of I loved how you said acceptance and then forgiveness, and then hope. And I think that that's just a beautiful little pathway that each one of us can remember to do every day is what am I going to accept that I can't change it or that it's not even somewhere I want to play right now or I'm accepting where I am right now. This is my starting point. And if I need to forgive anything, then or, you know, move on from that or fix something or whatever it is, let's do that piece. And then what is the hope that comes out of that from moving on and and moving forward into? And I think that that's, for me, is a, just a beautiful little pathway that I love, you know, from what we've talked about. So thank you so much for that. And, and thank you so much for being on the decision table if there's something that you were to leave us with that maybe you haven't said, I want to give the platform to you now to say it. So maybe there's some words that you want to say. I'm not sure. You know, I just want to say that my song joins each other. You know, I'm holding your hand and I'm holding the hand of the person next to me. And I think this is what we need to do. We need to join hands. We need to make that commitment today. We need to make that promise to ourselves and to each other we're going to wake up tomorrow and we're going to hold this hand with each other and walk together, creating a, a new future. And despite the difficulties, we're going to hold on strong and we're going to get through this. Mm, I love that. And I'm going to finish this broadcast because I am joining your hands with you today and all that you're doing over there. And I know together we're going to continue to move forward. So thank you so much for being a part of here for those that have listened to this and for those that listen to the replay of this i hope even in amongst all of the the sort of stopping and starting that you can hear that you hear the droplets of wisdom that have come from this conversation it has been a really powerful conversation i love the fact that in a lot of ways you know one of the things that has been so true on this conversation today is the fact that, you know, Jayshree, you are right on the ground. You are so in amongst things that could 
and you see the pain, you see the challenges, you see, yet you choose to realize that there's other pathways as long as we get back to who we are and what that is and you see the full potential in people. And I think take those droplets of wisdom that you've heard today on this on the decision table. Ignore the things that are, are tricky on this conversation with the whole internet side of it and take the wisdom. Listen. And I think in some ways it's been quite powerful because we've had to listen more because there have been challenges. And I think this is not a bad thing as a human being that sometimes in amongst noise and amongst the chaos and amongst the challenges that we have, we are forgetting to listen. And even when we feel uncomfortable, even when it doesn't work out quite the way you want it to. And I think in amongst this, there is so much we can learn, so much we can continue to do in our own own personal lives, then with our community and then across the globe. So I hope, just like I have, that you, whoever is listening to this, whoever is, you know, got through maybe the whole of this or parts of this conversation that you take on and you learn some of the things that I'm taking with me, Jayshree's taking with her, and you connect hand in hand with us today. So I'm going to end this broadcast, but I just wanted to finish up with those few words. So ending the broadcast. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change, and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.